0: But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
2: You're listening to DraftKings Network.
0: Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Michael Jr., Michael Senior, and Jesse Cofield. Our thanks to Jason Concepcion and Shea Serrano. For helping us look for a little NBA. Well, Dan, in the meantime, as we were looking ahead to some NBA stuff going into opening night tonight as we've got the games coming up, the big news yesterday, obviously, Giannis Antetokounmpo signing that big three-year extension with the Milwaukee Bucks, ending once again any stress that could have been there. So he signs a three-year, $186 million extension. How I much is that now. a year? How much is that a year? Come on. uh, $62 million a year. Well done.
2: Simple wow. math. I was Googling it, but oh, well, wasn't quick enough.
1: <laughs> well, again, BC. So, I mean, I understand.
2: Oh, wow. Wow. Man, wow. 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 Out. That
1: was just, it was just laid right up there for me. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. You know what? I was being recruited <laughs> by Notre Dame, and I said no thank you. So, just uh, letting uh, you know. I said,
1: uh, all right. I pass. Okay. I will I will pass. Pass. I pass. Um, on that school.
0: <laughs> Giannis not passing on, becoming no. I think just the second player to sign three dollar contracts with his team. Ironically, Dame Lillard, the other player to do yep. that during his illustrious career with the Portland Trailblazers. And, Dad, this directly the Dame Lillard effect, right? Giannis Antetokounmpo, oh, yeah. big, smiling superstar, who we all say loves being there, yada yada, constantly holding the organization's feet to the flames. Did this before his last contract, talking about, hey – I'm gonna be here as long as we are aligned on my goals of winning a championship. They went and made the moves they did back then, it netted them a championship, and he signed the contract before that season where he could have been a free agent the following summer and calmed all the noise. Fast forward to this year, during the summer, Giannis going on all these podcasts and shows talking about how, yeah, I'd like to stay and be a buck for life, but the minute they stop being as focused on championships as I am, I can be seeing myself somewhere else and talked about putting that extension off till next summer for that same reason. They go out, they get Dame Lillard in that trade, And now he goes and signs the deal. So, Dad, we've talked a lot about player empowerment over the summer. And while it didn't end up manifesting in Giannis leaving for greener pastures or perceived greener pastures, there is no doubt Giannis Antetokounmpo used his voice and his force inside that organization to go and get the biggest move of the NBA offseason done. And now on the other side is calming the front office's nerves by signing this deal and collecting life-changing sums of money again.
1: The the, the deals and the rules for deals in the NBA – is something that man I'll never understand. Now Antetokounmpo had until eleven fifty nine, I believe last night, to sign this deal to get this deal done. And then because of the over thirty eight rule in the CBA, Antetokounmpo can sign a short term deal again with the Bucks in two thousand twenty six and another four year extension in two thousand twenty eight. <laughs> so, I mean, Dear God, <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Obviously, you'll see how he's playing at that point. Going to be a, a definitely a lot older in in sports years uh, than anything else. But uh, I mean, it's it's just crazy the amount of money sixty two million dollars a year uh, to play. I mean, in, in so in in our four majors here in the U S. We're at the highest, right? Because the quarterback started hitting the 50 marks, but the NBA, you know, keeps going up and up. That just tells you how flush they are in money. They don't make as much as the NFL overall. NFL, like $15 billion or over. But they make, in the area of that, with a lot less, you well, know, with few, 15 fewer... guys on the roster as, a, as opposed to 53 and then another, you know, whatever,
0: 9, 10, 12 or whatever it is on the practice well, squad. I was going to say, f- fewer guys on the roster, but still doing this with max contract limitations. Yes. Like, all yes. of this happening without the ability to actually go out and set a market the way that their NFL counterparts or Major League Baseball counterparts can is also kind of an impressive wrinkle in all of this. Dad – as we head into opening night for the NBA, we've got a lot of drama tonight. The Denver Nuggets and the Lakers are playing, and LeBron James has tried to make it clear that tonight's probably not the night where he's going to exact his revenge because if anyone knows how little regular season games matter, it yep. is LeBron freaking James. So he's not going to waste those live, that live ammo on this matchup here. But going into the season, we're in real changing of the guard time, right? I said the other day, I think when we were talking to uh, Shay and Jason, we haven't really talked about Kevin Durant a ton this offseason, who used to be the lightning rod, who used to be the player that we discussed. LeBron James right now is making more news because of that new Beats commercial that he did, where it looks like now he's also throwing into the ring that he wants to play with his son Bryce in the NBA. Yeah. I was stunned, Dad. I don't know if you saw that ad or not. But in the ad, Savannah, LeBron James's great wife, is narrating, and it's the this idea of him paired up with Erling Holland, the great young English Premier League player whose dad's narrating it. And it's this idea of do it again. Holland, who's done it for one year, been a great player. LeBron James, who's going into 20 year plus years now of doing it and doing it again. And at one point in there, Savannah James slips in talking about wanting to play with his son, Bronny, and then said, do it again in the theme of the commercial. And they show Bryce James. I'm amazed that Savannah went along with that. Savannah, yeah. who has constantly been the voice of reason and was the one who kind of brushed LeBron back as most great wives and mothers would do and say, you're putting a lot of pressure on our son to go out here and do this thing that you want to do. And you haven't even probably talked with him about. And so now to double down on that with Bryce, whose face is shown in the commercial. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure Bryce... Bryce got a nice little kickback for his name, image, and likeness I, getting used in that commercial. I'm sure Bryce, Bryce is, is doing said, okay, Get how though. You live. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Bryce doing okay. I was, what? What I year was is
1: amazed. he? What? What year is Bryce a junior or, or a senior?
0: Bryce, I want to say, is a junior. I think he's he a just, junior. Yeah, yeah. He just be, yeah, transferred at two to Notre Dame High School in yes. Sherman Oaks, California, where our buddy Dane Chris, longtime listener hey, of the podcast, yes. former Notre Dame quarterback, went. And that graphic I still remember freaked me out waking up because I thought for a second that Bryce James had committed to Notre Dame, the university, and I was getting. Oh uh, yeah, to I
1: know. First. How about it? How how great is it for anybody that's head of the development part of a high school if oh. you get someone like that? Oh who comes to your school of how quickly you may say so you know your sons at our school Here's some of the things we may need if you don't mind you know <laughs>
0: yeah here's the here's the specs that we've had in a new building here, we were thinking here's about here's the for list a while now. of things we had to go but well, LeBron James that, family library sounds that fantastic. would be
1: amazing cuz we all, always thought about that with Bronny and we know Bronny had the heart issue but he seems to be coming back great from that uh, he's at USC right now. And needs to play that one year, and then we'll see about the NBA. But you're right that that is that is some pressure uh, to to be, to be put on some kids to do that. I'm you know I I made sure I never did that you know to you and Jake and Sydney.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not by giving me your exact same name. That didn't yeah. create any issues over the years, mostly yeah, with airline travel. Travel mistake. Story, that was. story for another day. But yeah. no, Dad, I bring that up with LeBron is is to say. We're doing the countdown clock on how long we think LeBron James can keep going at the level that he's been or whatever level he's comfortable with, if that really is his goal. But the days of him being considered the best player in the NBA or in this conversation of foundational pieces that you would build around going forward is something interesting. I had this question asked to me the other day. And I wanted to ask it for you, looking out with where we're at in the NBA right now, we mentioned Giannis just got paid, largely viewed by many as maybe the best player in the NBA, certainly neck and neck with Nikola Jokic. Um, you know, Joel Embiid maybe in that conversation but if you were going to build around one player right now, if you had a choice as a GM getting to start a team at this juncture in the NBA where some of the biggest name superstars we've been used to are finally getting towards that back nine of their career, who would be the player that you pick and is there a compelling argument to be made that it is even without proof of concept on the court yet, Victor Wembanyama? Boy, that that's I
1: mean, listen again. Like they say in in football, you can't coach speed, In basketball, you can't coach size. Uh, you know, the the five was played a little differently. Now, now these guys, there, there are no numbers out there. Everybody plays all over the place. But it would seem to be, it would seem to that that you could build around that. Given all that this guy can do, the versatility of what he can do at his size, as we said, he's like a cheat code. Um, so I I would think you know it's been. It's been the larger players, right? The guys that could play away and play to the basket, but not necessarily the fives out there because we really don't have that anymore. You just throw it down on the low block. So I do think there is, there's the thought building around him, but also the thought of just what are all the things he can do. We saw what he could do, you know, overseas. Can he do all those things in the NBA? And We saw also in preseason getting reaction from actual other players on the court of him doing things like, my God, how did you just do that? Which is amazing because the one thing we always say about athletes now is they're so much they're bigger, better or they're bigger, faster, stronger, not necessarily better but they look better and they're, and they, they're better athletes than well, And they're than, different than years skill sets a, Exactly, years ago. Like so, a
0: player well, like this didn't used to have this right. get away from fa- and face up from the basket skill set that we've seen so, now. So can his skill
1: set, can that translate now to the NBA? Which is questions we had about guys like a Dirk Nowitzki who obviously it did. Big men and how do they transition to this game, especially if they're coming from overseas? Uh, where, you know, it it had been a a kind of a different brand of basketball. So I I think a lot of people are excited to see his game translate here. And you started to see bits of it. We went all the way back to game one of the summer league when you're like, oh, okay, we're not sure. But any, I don't care who you are, it's going to
0: take a little bit of time to acclimate yourself. I was gonna say, I think I worry less now in the modern era of basketball about players translating from overseas because the game is littered with players that have come from successful overseas careers it and is. been great basketball players here and, early. But and it's, it's still, more
1: geared toward that 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 type of play than than the battering ram play that was the NBA well, years ago. And,
0: and they're guys that have been playing professionally. Like they've been pros right. overseas, they've been preparing in that way for a while. That's different even for the best high-level college players You're here. Right. But it's more about proof of concept, Dad, because you look around at the other Names that you might mention in this, Luka Doncic, and you know, I always go to like the best players under 25 when you have these conversations. So exactly, foundational exactly. pieces like that. Luka Doncic is a name that you could certainly throw in for that—a guy who's already yes. played MVP caliber basketball, who's done it on a team that still is yet to put consistently a competent number two. We'll see if the Kyrie Irving experiment continues to work around there. John ja Morant, who obviously has had a host of off the court issues, yeah. that sort of clouded the way I, that we I, look I don't, and approach that. Don't think he's going to be that guy. Anthony Edwards was so big for USA Basketball over the summer. Up in Minnesota, seems to be making that star turn, even in part of an organization that, you know, with the trades that they made, the Rudy Gobert stuff, all that kind of, you know, at odds with winning at the highest level. Zion Williamson, who again struggled, hasn't proved anything. I, well, I, I, of I mean, the, of he's the proved injured. when he's on the court and he's well, healthy. He's one of the best basketball players and best young players in the yeah. league. The well, numbers reflect that, but that but doesn't mean not anything when he's on the court. That's exactly
1: right. Enough. It's exactly right. I mean, of all those the names you mentioned, you would think Luca would be the guy, right? He's just sitting at 24 years old and doing the things he's doing is ridiculous. But as we know, you need two to at least two or two, to three stars on the team. So. It, Luca, is Luca going to be in one of those situations down the road, kind of like a dame, where you're in that one spot and you're like, do you need to get out of here to try and get a title, or will the organization bring people to you, which they're trying with Kyrie Irving? But I think that that's the name of the guy, the names you mentioned. And I'm with you. You look at a 25 or under as far as this point of building around.
2: Guys, Doncic yeah, already, already has as many first team all NBA selections as Steph Curry and Chris Paul. And he's 24. Wow. Isn't
1: that wild? He's ridiculous.
0: I mean, the other one name that I would throw into the hat in that regard, in terms of already having accomplished, because that's the, the difficulty in trying to project this out, even though I would probably make Victor Wembanyama my pick, just based off saying, hey, I'll buy early on what's potentially the freakiest skill set we've ever seen, walking right. into an NBA right. season, the most heralded prospect since LeBron James, all these things. But if you were looking for a little bit more proof of concept, we talked about, Luka Doncic already having a lot of those accolades Giannis Antetokounmpo is only 28 years old so we'd assume he's got a lot of high level stuff left if you want to start your foundation with a proven commodity Jason Tatum only 25 years old like he's not technically in that undergroup anymore but he has been especially in recent years one of the best players on the planet seems like he's crescendoing we know it's when you get to like that 28 year old range that a lot of these guys actually end up playing their best basketball it's just that Jason Tatum's been around so long already we've seen a lot of him and so you could absolutely make an argument for him a lot of these same guys that are going to be in the MVP race right here we see according to DraftKings Sportsbook Nikola Jokic Luka Doncic Giannis Joel Embiid the reigning NBA MVP he's one dead you kind of already automatically put him off to the side for this has been someone who's been so oft injured feels like we're in an important juncture I mean the reason that we're all so hyper fixated on the situation surrounding James Harden who the 76ers still don't know why he's gone. What that's going to yeah. look like going into I mean, open night, amazing. by the way. It's amazing. And like you, 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 like from a human standpoint, I saw some people hinting at this online the other day. You do hope everything's okay, because yes, you do. Yeah, it's a it's a blurry space that we're in right now, where hearing nothing for a while seemed like oh, James Harden's added again, trying to bamboozle another team, and now you don't hear anything for so long, and you do start to worry a little bit. And hope from a human level that everything's okay there. But that's about maximizing Joel Embiid's window. Because for that player who I don't think would any longer, even in a league dominated by incredible fives and guys that can do so many things, because of the attrition on his body and his age, probably out of that conversation, but very much in the conversation this year of guys who got to get while the getting's good.
1: Yeah, I guess it's it's where you draw your line, right? Because Giannis and Jokic are both 28. You know, and still could have a lot of basketball in front of him, right? Both, and both obviously two of the top players in the league, as we know. So I guess it all depends on how far down you want to go in age or what somebody has left in them. Uh, Jokic, I, I, for whatever reason, I thought he was older.
2: I was just uh, th- going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. My mind is blown that he's 28, probably because his like curmudgeonly attitude has been giving old man vibes <laughs> for a long Honestly, time.
0: That's a thing that you've got to factor into all of this too when we talk about where you would take guys is how their skill set is going to age. Like, Dad, you mentioned all the deals Giannis is eligible to sign. It's going to be fascinating as he does get older what that looks like. This is a guy whose biggest sell is his physicality, the overwhelming physical skill set, whereas Nikola Jokic – That guy's got old man at the Y game just on steroids at the highest level you could humanly imagine. But his game's going to age really well because what part about him is predicated on elite-level athleticism going out there and getting you buckets? Not very
1: much. I I worry about Jokic just saying, I'm done. Yeah, I want to go race my
2: horses. Uh, Wouldn't it be
1: the least shocking thing in the world if this guy played till he was like 30 and said, yeah, I'm good, I'm done. I mean, he's, he's already made enough money for his family's family's family. You know, just say, yeah, we're good, we're good, all in there, whenever his contract may run out. That would, would not shock me in the least.
0: God, could you imagine the retirement party with him and his brothers?
1: Oh, like, oh we my gosh. always
0: gosh. We always think about Jokic, and he's honestly taken center stage in a way in his family that's unusual, because usually it is the brothers that we love putting on camera and showing in the crowd, almost getting into it with people, feeling yep. like they're going to go and be the center of attention at the parties. And so – I'd imagine they have already got a banger prepared for when that guy does finally decide to hang up the shoes.
1: How many you know
2: horses who? will he get as a retirement? Yes, oh, it's
0: exactly right. You,
1: you know who had the brothers <laughs> out there that would and and you like to party with them and and you go hang out with those guys, they have a good time. Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly and his brothers. Really? Yeah, they 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 got after it pretty good. They were they were a fun crew, as they say. Yes, fun
0: <laughs> I, crew. I, i would imagine too and, and jesse brought this up and now i don't know why the image in my head is bringing me so much joy nikola Jokic's retirement party is going to look like a four-year-old's birthday party <laughs> where it's, everyone can go for pony rides around the dirt track in there while they've got the drink station set up on the other side it's literally going to be a my little pony retirement party yeah. for nikola Jokic, what? except with a much bigger pony i
2: want to be, wanna be invited what? What?
0: Watch, he'll Honestly.
1: play. Watch, he'll play till he's forty, right? He'll, <laughs> yeah. he'll, he'll mess with us all and just keep playing until he's forty years old, which would be stunning.
0: I guess that's the thing—is he's one of those guys we don't really know. And in a day and age where we're walking into another NBA season, we feel like we know all of these guys. And Damian Lillard—you know—the fascinating portion of this—we feel like we know Dame very well. And Shay and Jason brought this up. He's never really had to be. Held to the standard that other NBA stars of his caliber, an NBA top seventy-five all-time player, have been held to going into this season. We know what he's about. We know Dame Time and all this stuff. And yet, there's Nikola Jokic still shrouded in mystery, covered in beer and horse pee. It's, yeah, I don't know why the p would be on him. I just yeah, I don't it. either. That's it's a not, I'm much. not. I'm not. Okay, I, don't I don't want to insinuate why, that he's. He seems like he, he, horses,
2: no, he just, just like a
0: pee.
1: He's
2: like a he's like a man of the people. Like he's like he he's does. Just, you, you see yeah. him. He's you cool. see him.
1: You know, cleaning out the stalls. You could see that. That, right, that he would doing all that. Absolutely,
2: Absolutely. he's Absolutely. mucking those stalls. He's mucking those stalls himself. That's
1: exactly right. It's exactly right. So yeah. you know, and so as another season prepares. You sit there and look at a lot of the prognosticators out there, and basically, it's they have Bucks and Celtics in yeah. the uh you know as far as the Eastern Conference, and in the in the uh, Western Conference, it's basically Nuggets Suns with a healthy dose of Warriors in there as well. It's that that seems to be the triumphant there of of what the final 2 are going to be, but it almost seems like a cast in iron for all the prognosticators, Bucks and Celtics.
0: That is so interesting to think about that before we had Dame getting out of Portland, we had Bradley Beal finally getting out of Washington and going to a place where there will now be expectations, but because you've got Kevin bleeping Durant on your team, of course, no one's actually going to point the finger at you when all this happens. We're just going to either blame Kevin Durant if things go wrong or refuse to give him credit if things go right with another Super team that he has built and become a part of. Coming up next, week seven in the NFL is in the rearview. We will get to some superlatives here on Gojo and Golick on the DraftKings Network. I want to talk about Jägermeister, Dad. What do you know about Jägermeister?
1: I mean, well, really, all I know it's got a really awesome stag logo.
0: What what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jagermeister at www.draftkingsxjagermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jagermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume, imported by Mast Jagermeister U.S., White Plains, New York.
2: Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. I'm Jesse Cofield. It's time for the guys to hand out some superlatives. They've been thinking very hard about these and who they're going to be awarded to. So, gentlemen, please take it away.
0: Yep, week seven superlatives. It is crazy that we are already at week seven of the season, yeah, it is. Uh, by the way. And so every Tuesday we go out here and we try and show some love as we have another day to digest everything that happened. Dad, I want to start off with this one. The He did what award for what shocked us most from week eight? And I'll go right to this as someone that early on in this season – Felt pretty froggy and jumped when it came to my prediction that the Los Angeles Rams could absolutely be a playoff team in 2023. Feel a lot less good about that because of the efforts of one man. Fourth quarter, Kenny Pickett's kind of a thing right now. Kenny Pickett this last week as the Pittsburgh Steelers finally find offense in the fourth quarter of this game. Nearly half their production coming in that final quarter, including Kenny Pickett, who went 7-for-7 for for 138 yards in his sixth fourth quarter comeback in his 11 wins as a starter. So we officially are on this watch where Dad Matt Canada and the Steelers' offense are always going to be hyper-fixated on, but when it comes time of the fourth quarter, Kenny Pickett apparently has some special stuff to him.
1: While that's a great one, I have to go with Tyson Badgett. I mean, let's go before he got into the game. Forgetting football fans, Chicago Bear fans, could you have named who your backup quarterback was, right? I mean, forgetting even football, I know I didn't know. And this, this guy, Division II Shepard College, oh, by the way, he did throw 159 touchdowns, which is an NCAA record over 17,000 uh, passing yards and won uh, won the the Division Two uh, equivalent of the Heisman, the Harlan Hill Trophy, I believe it is. Um, Har- did I get that right It's a Harlan Hill
0: Trophy. I mean, Dad, I, you could have told me that was the popcorn, French fries, pizza trophy, and I would wow. have had no idea. How good would you, that You be? you, you read? I mean, oh, I thought you were wowing me that I didn't readily know the Division Two Heisman. No, like, that man, one, you,
1: that one award you just said would be awesome. Uh, that would, bring, but listen were his stats mind-boggling? No. They were 21 21 to 29 is nice. But 162 yards didn't didn't fire the ball down the field a lot. It was pretty safe. Had a touchdown, did not turn the ball over at all and was only sacked once uh in this game and this is dealing with Max Crosby who you better Max Crosby again could really use a friend uh that that could take some of the pressure off him but and and this week I'm I'm calling their game Sunday night this week against the Chargers going to be interesting now if Justin Fields is ready to go Justin Fields
0: goes right I mean there I, I there's no there's no question about yeah, that at as all as much as people want to make the joke yeah I don't yeah. think there's a quarterback controversy here mostly because dad this in this year is information information That's exactly and right Fields. and the whole thing for Fields is
1: going to be again he dislocated the thumb on his throwing hand so it's about pressure on the ball how hard can he grip it to get the throws out that it needs to get out so that'll be determined this week and we'll find out but imagine with uh, with, with the heck of a game uh, for the Bears in their win.
0: I was still amazed in that game for the Chicago Bears what the defense was able to do to the Las Vegas Raiders in that game. They were putting them through absolute hell. But Badgett was a really interesting story there. I'm with you, Dad. There is no quarterback controversy there. But I I think in a lot of these cases, right, with Tyson Badgett, with Tyrod Taylor taking over under center in the last two games and looking pretty good for the Giants, it's less that I think – oh, Tyrod Taylor is better than what the Giants have in Daniel Jones or Badgen is better than what they've got in Justin Fields, but more about what they represent is, all right, if those quarterbacks can go out there and have similar success in those circumstances – Compared to guys that, in Justin Fields' case, we're trying to figure out, are we going to stick with and invest in long-term? And in Daniel Jones' case, are we going to invest in beyond this two-year commitment that we've essentially made with this contract? It is interesting information to say, all right, is the value above replacement at the place where we need to keep these guys around? I still think with Justin Fields, it's trending if they're bad enough, like they could be. Them going with the younger quarterback in the draft, but for Daniel Jones, they're still tied to him for another year. But yes, we're seeing right now a lot of signs of frustration with this Giants team who kind of like the Vikings came back down to earth a little bit after what we saw last season. So just interesting to kind of consider there, Dad. Let's get to the Milk Carton Award missing in action this week. And I don't know if there's anyone else we can even bring up besides uh, Bijan Robinson one carry. In their game this weekend as the Falcons actually take down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but it got so bad dad that the NFL is reportedly asking the Falcons why his name didn't show up on any sort of injury report. As we heard from Arthur Smith, he was asked Bijan Robinson, apparently feeling under the weather, dealing with headaches in the lead up to the game and during the game but was told he was going to largely be fine. Dad, this is the day and age we live in right now with fantasy football and gambling being as prolific as it is. Anytime you've got someone who is not listed with any sort of designation going into the game and getting this little production, it's going to raise eyebrows and the NFL is going to ask questions.
1: Yeah, I agree, and we'll see if those questions are answered. Again, late, late, late in the week with the headaches and certainly Can understand you know headaches and getting hit in the head a whole lot of what he was used one play I believe in this game, Uh, just just to take another side I'll go with Cooper Cup, I mean even with what uh, Puka and Tutu are doing. Uh, with the Rams. I mean, when Cooper Cup came back his first game, I mean, he was everywhere. And this one, just two receptions for 29 yards. And he was targeted seven times uh, in this one. So it was a little surprising to me as Puka continues his domination uh, early in the season. Another eight receptions for 154 yards on 12 targets. Been incredible what the, the rookie has done. But I'll, I'll lean to Cooper Cup on this one and say that one was a
0: little surprising to me. Yeah, it will make you wonder going forward, especially coming off the first game, and I had a chance to go back and rewatch the Steelers and Rams game to see if who you decide to allocate your resources toward if you're a defense, right? If you're the Steelers, are you putting two sets of eyes on Puka Nakua or are you putting them on Cooper Cup, who I, I still think in an honest moment with everything he can do for this offense, Cooper Cup's probably the head of the snake that you have to cut off there, but we've seen and we wondered coming back, I think less so would Puka Nakua disappear or turn back into a pumpkin and more so would more single coverage, if that was the outcome, potentially give him more opportunities to do what he did, which was ball. It's going to be interesting to see how opposing defenses try and work through that problem going forward with a Rams offense that we'll see if they can carry the day or not. Dad, uh, the you got refed up award for the week. Uh, Dolphins fans probably feel like they want a version of this. Dad, how did you make it? You were calling oh. that Dolphins Eagles game and the penalty disparity in that game, ten penalties against the Dolphins versus zero accepted penalties for the Eagles. I think they had offsetting yeah, penalties they did. on the yeah. one tush push, but besides that, no accepted penalties. For the Philadelphia Eagles, what did you make of that disparity? Seeing the game in person,
1: hadn't seen, hadn't really seen a game like that. But as you watched it, I mean, the penalties were all seemed just pretty justifiable on Miami, except a couple, including, I mean, when, when when that one wasn't called on Philadelphia when there was a play down by the goal line uh, that that two were through to Cedric Wilson. And he got his face mask. I mean, yeah, that was the most blatant day, one yeah. right by the sideline. Got his face mask grabbed. And I do not think believe it was uncatchable. It was behind a little bit, but Cedric Wilson never had a chance to get back to it because he got his face mask grabbed. And I mean, there are things that you can miss. I understand. And sometimes PI is one of the toughest and most subjective things to call out there. Yeah. But I mean, the, the defender's hand was outstretched and it was literally on the face mask. Of Wilson and the two of the rest were standing right there. I that was stunning to me that that wasn't called. Wilson's looking around like, okay, this is a guaranteed flag, and nothing came down. That was probably the most egregious miss uh, that there was in the game, but it was somewhat stunning that you rarely see ten to none uh, in and and none of the none of the Dolphins made a thing about it. They were sure. like, hey, even Tyreek Hill, refs do a great job. That's got to be on us. We got to make the play. So nobody got themselves in trouble or is going to get fined any money for saying something bad against the officials.
0: I guess that's the thing. Is you don't want to yeah. add insult to injury no, you at don't. that point. So every nope. once in a while, you'll get a coach or a player that'll go up there and knowingly eat the fine when they want to make a point. That's usually a little bit more calculated. But these guys here, I do think understand that there were enough mistakes that they made and some personnel things, right? Injury we talked about. Xavier Howard, who we unfortunately... Couldn't get in contact with today, the Dolphins' offensive line. There were enough legitimate football reasons for that team to focus on as to why that game didn't go the way that they wanted to. But for the fans who can't control any of that stuff, you look and see 10 to nothing in terms of penalties in a game that was tied in the second half. Yeah, they did yeah, have a chance. To close in and win, and you start to look at the margins of that game, that gets very difficult. Coming up next, we will make life easier for ourselves and get to the bottom of the most important relationship in football with help from our friend Carissa Thompson, who joins us next here on Gojo and goalie The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Mike Golik, Jr., Mike Golik, Sr. here, and very excited to be joined by the great uh, Carissa Thompson here with us, the co-host of Calm Down with Aaron Andrews, and you hear her on Thursday Night Football covering the great team uh, with Amazon Prime over there. got the Calm Down merchant here. Carissa, how are you doing?
3: I'm great. First of all, let's lose the great Carissa Thompson. Um, it brings me back to a story where there's another Carissa Thompson. That's a story for another day.
0: <laughs> there we go. You got to say that. That's that feels like a nice podcast story right there. Dude, oh, nice tease. Really podcast, podcast stories uh-huh. and the stuff you actually bring with the Thursday night crew.
3: Uh, Well, there's a there's a clear separation. But luckily, both uh, networks, Fox and Amazon, let me be me. And there's um, this particular Carissa Thompson has a different career than I have. And I found out the hard way (laughs) was on a poster and not mine. And let's just say about 10,000 Marines were very upset when I showed. (sighs) So we'll leave that. (laughs) second.
0: <laughs> oh man! Okay, well, everyone We're here is to very the mind to see go you on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and, exactly. and, and this the
3: blink on what that profession was.
0: <laughs> oh dear God! That All right, well, hilarious. no mistaken identity here, Carissa. <laughs> and uh, listen, I can't bury the lead on this. We'll get oh, to a bunch of football it. stuff yeah, with you, it. but yeah. I have been mainlining Mr. Swift, Travis Kelsey, and Taylor Swift content <laughs> since this relationship went public. And I know for you and Aaron Andrews, you guys are laying claim <laughs> to laying the groundwork for all of this way back when with your guys podcast so how how fulfilling has it been for you are you like a proud parent watching this
3: you know look I I rarely take credit for anything um, in life good bad or indifferent and I didn't Aaron and I didn't take credit for setting them up but we did take credit for putting this out in the universe three months before it actually happened because Travis as you know went on his own podcast and said to his brother that you know he didn't get to meet her and you know he had made her the friendship bracelet but didn't get to give it to her etc well Aaron and I are like you know having known Travis for a long time and have, love adore him and want him to be with someone great We were like, well, this makes perfect sense. Of course they should be together. So then, you know, speak it into existence. It actually happens. He credited us in like a very funny way and was like, you know, I owe you guys everything for this. So uh, we will take credit for it if they get married. And as someone who's Mm -hmm. been married multiple times, I hope their marriage, if it in fact happens, works out. I just want an invite.
1: I was just going to say, oh. you guys should be front and center to that wedding. There, There is no doubt about it. So one of the things as I have been... Now, now I, I am a fan of Taylor Swift. I'm not going to say I'm a Swifty, but I, I am a fan, but I've been brought into this big time because of Mike and, and Jesse. So when... It's been brought up that he hasn't been wearing the earrings like he normally wears. And my question to you is, do you think that that was his idea, that he should maybe not do that? Or do you think she politely suggested that?
3: Mm, now, these are the hard-hitting questions. Yes, yes that they are. In addressing this morning. You know, it's, I hadn't thought about that. But as... Um, I don't want to say that men should be compliant to females, but, you know, at the beginning of a relationship, you're showing your best self and you're saying, you know, and doing things that maybe you won't do six months down the line. So if she's like, hey, I don't really like that. Then, you know, Travis, we all know Travis. Then he's probably like, sure, sweetie, I'll take that earring out. But either way, I just loved the CBS graphic that they put up the other day about activity with her. At games versus not at games. It was, I was like, wow, we are really doing a deep dive here. But it's well, great, I- it's fun, and it's light.
1: And you know, down the road when he gets when he gets I- introduced at the Hall of Fame, Swifty fans are going to be like, "See that? That's what she did. She got him in the Hall of Fame." Power yeah, Taylor yeah, because Swift. he
3: did nothing prior. I to- know exactly. Yeah, right. yeah.
0: Nothing prior to that. Uh, Carissa Thompson with us here on the show. Uh, speaking of another very popular face in the NFL, I know you got to sit down recently with Mike McDaniel. At the very least, we got to see a lot of that interview publicly. The Dolphins hitting a little bit of a rough patch right now. When you talk to him, though. What impressed you about Mike McDaniel? What stands out to you with him? Because he seems like one of the hottest young coaches, if not the hottest right now in football.
3: Well, as a former sideline reporter for so many years, um, I appreciate, I'll start with his halftime interviews, which Mm. I just fascinating, right? Because let's be honest, I I could not talk to a head coach and completely make up the report. Did I do that sometimes? Yes. Uh, We need to make adjustments. We need to not turn the ball over. We need to be better on third down. I mean, (laughs) come on. It's all like just generic stuff that they give you. And their mind is focused on the game, not on necessarily answering the questions all the time. But when Mike McDaniel does a halftime interview, you're like, you don't know what you're going to get. Like the other night with Melissa Stark, I was like, we could get Uh, you know, I don't know, song lyrics or we could get, you know, a full breakdown of what they're going to do in the second half. So I love authenticity and sitting down with Mike in the offseason for NFL films. You know, these guys are busy. So you get the proverbial, you know, you got 35 minutes, 45 minutes with these guys. We sat for two and a half hours and he was so generous, uh, just about everything, you know, and he's so smart, of course, the Yale education there. And we would go take a circuitous route to a lot of different places, but end up back at ultimately the thesis of the whole conversation was about how becoming a head coach has really impacted his life, you know, from, from top to bottom in those relationships and having sat down with Tua previously during the middle of last season just seeing his own maturation I mean this was a guy that I don't want to say lacked confidence on the football field but I think he lacked confidence in life and really questioned himself given all the ancillary noise around him and so you bring in a guy like Mike McDaniel that started made him believe in himself again it was a little Pete Carroll like right where it's like we're going to lead with positivity we're going to reinstill these you know fundamentals in you and, and the psychological aspect of being a football player and believing that you can do it. So just, uh, you know, Mike McDaniel, when I left that interview, it made me want to, I don't know, just believe in myself, uh, you know, and and we all have this self doubt. And it's hard not to be influenced by his positivity and just great outlook on life and his own admission to the mistakes that he's made and his sobriety journey and everything like that. So really interesting guy, uh, where you could literally talk about anything and everything and walk away with a smile on your face.
1: Good Thursday night uh, game this week. You got the Bucks uh, against the Bills and the crew you work with uh, on set there. You've worked with certainly a number of ex-players before, guys who have been out of the league for a while. This is a crew that hasn't been out of the game all that long. And, and you talk about authenticity. I think you get that from these guys. Talk about your your crew out there.
3: Well, I love that question, Mike, because, you know, we cross paths at ESPN and in, in mm-hmm. the hallways and, you know, you, you, you're around people that when you get to ESPN, most of the time, you know, guys have had experience in other places, not always, but in this particular case with Amazon, everything was new, right? I mean, this is a brand new set. So good, bad, Um, and ugly sometimes. I think I cried after about half the shows last year being like, uh, the audio doesn't work, the, you know, the prompter isn't there half the time and the graphics don't work. But it was also so fun to be a part of something new. And very rarely in this business, do you get to be on the ground floor, you're usually walking into something that's been established. And as I absolutely love my, you know, uh, position at Fox as well. But that's 30 years they've covered right. the NFL. So really being able to step into this position and this opportunity on the ground floor has been incredible because those guys didn't know what they didn't know. Right. I remember right. the first production meeting last year, we get the rundown and it says banter and Sherm looks at me and he goes, what's banter? And I go, well, I'm just going to talk and this is going to be a disaster or it's going to be great. So it's been really cool to see their, TV maturation as well, you know, and just sort of that next step they've taken and actually even understanding what a voiceover is or anything like that. (laughs) Uh, You know, we talk a lot in this business, and the shows that we all like are those ones that it's live and anything can happen. And when Fitz starts pulling out all of his, you know, Lakers merchandise for Magic to sign, I'm like, what is he doing? I don't know if you saw the clip, but it was it just sort of those impromptu fun moments that make the show so great because look. You know, we're doing it here, you know, on your show and and there's so many different platforms uh, to talk about sports, but it really is about the people. I mean, your guys is, you know, the, the father son relationship and the relationship that I have with the guys on the set. It is about the people and the sports is secondary.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better, And, and that's exactly what you get. Checking out Carissa with the great crew on Thursday Night Football on Prime. Checking out the podcast with Aaron Fox. You're everywhere doing it all. Carissa, we appreciate you giving us some of your very valuable time this morning. Thank you so much, friend, and hopefully we'll get to do it again soon this season.
3: I would love it. Thanks so much, you guys.
0: Thanks, Carissa.
3: Bye. I'm going to get you some of this merch and that frame TV. So, there
0: we so. go. There we go. I'm going to say, I need Carissa as my interior design help. Mike, That's what you need too. You actually want relationship nice. advice, interior oh. design. <laughs> yeah. You want dynamic. She is a chameleon. <laughs> Jack of <all laughs>
3: trait, master of none. There Bye. you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sound the trumpets, it's horse racing time. So saddle up for the action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code GOLID. Only on the DK Horse app. Welcome back to Gojo and Golick, Mike Michael Jr., Mike Golick, Sr., and Jesse Cofield. Our thanks to everybody who joined us today. Uh, Carissa Thompson from NFL Thursday night on Prime. Uh, Jason Concepcion and Shay Serrano from Six Trophies. Great podcast covering the NBA that you guys can go and check out. And if you missed any of them with us, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us a five-star rating and check us out wherever you get your podcast to see that, and, of course, in the DraftKings YouTube channel as well where you can see that all right after we are done with the show here each and every morning, live, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, and at Gojo and Go Look on all social media. Follow us there. Why the hell not? We're doing TikTok stuff now, too. That's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. No, I'd, listen, I I'd, would I'd great TikTok pride in that. you doing stuff. Yes, I was going to say, I am putting videos up on TikTok on the show's behalf. I thought of that late. for, you know,
1: actually, Stu Gatz and I thought of doing that for a little bit until – until we were told you basically need to throw out content every single day, you know, seven days a week. Wait, we're like,
0: nope, no. You and Stu Gatz thought about doing, what, for God Bless Football? Yeah, so doing a TikTok. Yeah,
2: I just okay. So now we definitely you have to do a TikTok now, see. There's no way you've got yeah,
1: to see, do I, it. There's no way I'm putting out content every day. No, you don't have to I, do I, it every
2: day. I'm just saying you do
0: put out content every day. You do two hours of it. Well, no, if you want
1: to pull something off the show and do it, that's fine. That's no extra work I'm doing. But but if I got to sit there and do something, I mean TikTok to me, I I, I don't know enough about it. Every time I I go. See TikTok, it's somebody dancing for ten seconds and it has a million views and
0: I don't understand it.
1: Well so I you know better get
2: more. you better get to bucking and learning those dances because you're to you're gonna Buckin. have to learn one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, need, we need Dad and Stu Gatz doing one of those sorority introduction videos Jeez. with the rest of the crew from the Dan Levitard show. This is my gift. This is my thing that I will whisper into the universe and hope that it takes hold.
1: What would Stu and I do every day? I mean, there's yeah. no shot. That you,
0: do, you would do takes, baby. I Stu Gatz firing off takes into TikTok is exactly what this country needs at this particular juncture. We're going to work on that. But in the meantime, at Gojo and Golik on TikTok, where you're going to get stuff every day from us. That, I can assure you, let's get to this, that, and the third uh, three quick stories to send you off on into your day. And this first one hit me right in the heartstrings. We have got an announcement. According to TMZ, they have learned that Kurt Cobain's daughter, Frances Bean Cobain, had married Tony Hawk's son, Riley Hawk, in what might be the ultimate nostalgia marriage. Dad, I don't know how much this means to you, necessarily, but for both of these figures that seem pretty central to the 90s kid starter set, of which I am definitely a card carrying member, as is Jesse, this one hits home.
1: Yeah, this is more you guys than me. This is a little, a little past me. I was in, you know, in the 90s. I was in my, my 40s, obviously, going on, you know, pushing 50 oh. in the early 2000s. I know, I know. You so know. Th- this, is, this is more on you guys to really kind of jump in on this and, and, and talk about this as far as me saying, oh, I hope these two kids have a great marriage, but who knows?
2: I mean, it's 90s royalty here, but also yeah. a fun fact, REM frontman Michael Stipe is the one who married them what yes yes he is francis's godfather
1: so see, I mean, this he, is this is the them. one thing that i like is that the marriages like mike you married ben and sydney you married yeah. your sister sydney and her, her husband Ben. i kind of like that going on now that we see where other people get you know whatever you can get over the internet to be able to have the as you said the power invested in you by the internet
0: uh, which, which is all legal and everything, which is shocking, quite honestly. I can't tell you. Listen, on the off chance that I do at some point get married, there aren't a lot of things I know. It's not like a day I've dreamed of. I don't have the dream wedding planned out. I don't have a lot of things that I need hard and fast. But I,
1: I guarantee you is, the person you're going to marry is going to have that laid out.
0: Yeah, that's fine. The <laughs> yeah. only thing that I am going to need as far as my requirements for the wedding, especially now, wedding officiants. And former Creed frontman Scott Stapp, current Creed frontman Scott Stapp, I should say. Which makes sense anyway. It's a Christian rock band. Have them in there. That might even count. You might even be able to do that in God's house. You might even be able to do that in church. So Scott Stapp, if you are listening, I'm sorry I said former. I don't know why I acted like Creed wasn't getting ready to headline yeah, an what, awesome what, what cruise is concert that? series and do great shows and is lifting the Vikings and the Rangers to great heights. I want Creed to help me soar on eagle's wings into the love of my life potentially. So Scott Stapp, I'm sure you're listening here. Return my calls. Let's make this happen. Seriously, a that's
1: the direction you would go. Hell, Hell you yeah, brother. brother. Really? Okay. All right.
2: We can you, just, you just
1: acted like the man was done with his with with Creed. Yeah. So. Hey, I don't know, I know I did, why I did, yeah. I did that. At He's out. talking
2: about the senior. You should be pleased because Gojo's talking about his marriage.
1: That's right? true. So, Good point. If, I guarantee you, Mike, your mother is upstairs tearing up right now. Yeah. Listen.
3: Thrilled.
0: Look what he did. He got the Minnesota Vikings to win right there. Yeah. There was a bad weekend to bet against Minnesota sports. In general, I will say that. Shout out to the Gophers for yep. pulling that one off in controversial fashion as well. But if yeah. Scott Staff and Creed can do that for them and get the Rangers to the World Series, imagine what he could do on the happiest day of my mom's life. Let's get to that, Jesse. Uh, a rare admission from an athlete that he
2: does see and feel our pain. Stefan Diggs, man of the people, am I right? Yeah. He went out and tweeted, just confirming for all of us, he cares about your bets. He cares about your fantasy team. He tweeted this out. I ain't going lie. I do be feeling a little bad when I F up y'all parlay or fantasy. So like, thank you, sir. He also followed this up by tweeting, but trust me, it ain't because I ain't trying to make it hit for you. So not only does he feel bad when he F's it up, he is trying to make it hit for you.
0: I, t- I tell you what, we have a show parlay coming for Thursday night yes. yes. Stephon Diggs in there. We are going to ride our king until the wheels come off, baby. Oh, yeah. Absolutely right.
1: And, and and I love it. It's either so because, you know, there are there are other players who, who want to be big time in fantasy, right? They, they would like to be thought of as when, when the fantasy drafts come out. They may not say it, but they'd love they would like to be, you know, picked early in that As well as the thing I think off the field that most players care about, the specialty players, is their Madden rating, right? I mean, that's Madden rating is is it's almost like the uh, like a contract. Why is that guy getting paid more than me?
0: that they're saying, well, how does that guy have a higher rating than me? Well, I mean, remember, sometimes those two things go hand in hand. Remember when Zach Which Martin was beating the Cowboys this summer and he changed his profile on Twitter to his Madden ninety yeah. nine. That's the first time I've seen Zach Martin in like eight years do anything on social media was when it came time to force them to pay him, and he weaponized his Madden rating. Come on, so that stuff do you does think, matter. listen, we
1: both know Zach. Do you think
0: there is any,
1: any way that that was Zach's idea? I mean, no, but he still had to do it, or have someone else do somebody, it. Somebody, somebody had the idea. I'm gonna give his wife Morgan credit on <laughs> I that agree. One. That's the brains
0: I, of the operation. I absolutely uh, in that right situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, well, thank you to Stefan Diggs for all future earnings, for going out there and putting it on the line. People always joke about coaching up their fantasy football team. Stefan Diggs is actually listening, and we appreciate that from one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Jesse, let's get to the third here. Uh, embarrassing situation at JFK. Wow. We're
2: really used to these days seeing people who are very off-balance at airports and getting video of it. Not so used to a plane literally being off-balance. So this plane at JFK did a little tipsy! As you can see the nose of the plane is up in the air, that wheel is supposed to be on the ground it is not And guys, this happened while the passengers were deplaning. And this plane was coming from Barbados. So these people are like probably at the end of a vacation. They're coming home, blah, blah, blah. Now the plane is just shooting up. I don't know how you feel in that moment. It also, you know how when you're like checking luggage and stuff and they're like, yeah, you can't bring, it's too heavy, but it, so you have to pay to check it, even though it's still going on the same airplane. This freaks me out a little bit. Well, I mean, off-balance luggage.
1: You know, you, you've seen like in regional jets, sometimes before you take off, they say, can it three passengers and sitting in the first three rows go to the back? They're trying to weight balance. And I'm always like, oh, whatever, you know, here, truly there was a weight balance issue, whether it was the people still being on and all the luggage was in the back and that all got taken off. I don't know. But, and that wasn't no regional jet. I mean, that was, that was a, a, a normal size plane. That that was somewhat stunning. Yeah. The only thing I would say is while I would have been freaked out as a passenger at least we—I know we were on the ground. Yes. So that—that's the big thing. But that's JetBlue,
2: baby. That's JetBlue. I would have been like, you know, just like, oh no, <laughs> oh, an yeah. injury. Oh, ow! <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, ow! What a bummer! Oh, Harry, we have a guest. Harry joins us here to finish off the show. Oh, Harry. Oh, man,
1: Harry. Harry comes down and sits with me. Ted was down too, but I can't lift Ted up like Look this. Look at that, but smooshy. Harry, I can. Harry's very, very. Very good to coming down and, and being loyal and hanging by his master during oh. the show. Well done,
0: master. Your your friend. What my buddy? friend? Whatever you know. Your buddy. My he gets my through son. it. You get him through it. My, my son. It. That's your My son. sweet face.
1: Yeah, if
0: time. you appreciated that sweet face, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review, leave us a five star rating, and have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow.